Welcome back to Dropped In. I am so excited to be here today with you and to share my very special guest, Sue Rue, with you all today. Sue, how are you doing? Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'll answer that question in a second, but I first want to say that it feels really good to be on this side of the microphone right now because it's rare for me to be a guest. <laughs> so I just feel very honored that you invited me onto your show. And mm. how am I doing? I am doing okay. I am feeling good inside my body and just stepping forward each and every moment of every day and um, mm. trying to stay grounded in the process. That's how I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Beautiful answer. And I, I totally get that. Um, before we drop in, I'm going to share Sue's bio with you today. So I met Sue a few years ago. I was on your podcast with Marsha. Everybody holds a story. I think that was probably two-ish years ago. And I absolutely loved our conversation and I love the work that you do. And so here is your professional bio. So Suru is an entrepreneur who holds many gifts and skills. After stepping away from her 14 year career as a massage therapist, Sue has fallen in love with supporting clients through their creative pursuits through podcasting, excuse me, collaborative books, online businesses, or group spaces. She helps guide her clients from ideas and concepts to projects launched into the world. Sue is building a boutique agency for creatives. In that agency, she provides podcast editing for already existing shows, the guidance to create a podcast a supportive workspace that includes a true mastermind for her members and multiple book projects open for people who are looking to self-publish for the first time. Her evolution, expansion, and growth within the online space has exceeded even her own expectations, and she's just getting started. When she is not working, Sue enjoys golfing with her family and focusing on healthy practices and cooking. Welcome, Sue. We have so many commonalities, and uh, I'm just, again, so grateful to have you here and to share you with our community. So before we really get dropped in, I would just love to ask you a few questions. So because I am retired from nursing, how was it for you to transition from being an RMT into this world online and into podcasting and to writing books and like holding space for others to co-author with you? How was that for you? Yeah, I love that we have share that in common. Um, it's been not so easy, but getting easier at this point, even when I revamped my bio for you and another show, <laughs> it was like, I was like, yeah, I'm, I have evolved and changed a lot. Um, I didn't leave my beloved myofascial release career behind. 
um, intentionally. It just happened that way with how the world's just like shifted a few years ago. And during that time, I had started my own podcast because I wanted to teach the world about fascia. Um, it's still out there. If, uh, anyone wants to, uh, go to that show, it's called love yourselves. That was my first baby. Um, and that's where I learned everything about podcasting. So I sort of, I was doing both at the same time. And then when I was not by choice, forced to shut down for a little bit. It was just that opportunity for me to step into my new skills. And I just fell in love with podcasting, which I know you and I could probably go off on the process behind the scenes and the creating and putting episodes together and, and making them sound beautiful. And um, so now it's my favorite job. I get to be home, which is nice before like you as a nurse, you know, we're away from the home and um, working very long hours with people like really closely, um, energetically. And so I think, you know, I turned 40 this year or in, in December. So I just feel like that chapter of my life is, um, is in the past. The skill that I have will always be in my hands. So there's not, I, I don't feel like I couldn't ever pick it up again because I, I can. Um, but for right now, I really enjoy our daughter's 10 going on 11. So I really enjoy being home, being able to work from my laptop. And, you know, I'm I'm just in this new stage of life where working on clients back to back to back is just not not for me anymore. So um, mm -hmm. it's finally feeling good. <laughs> Even as you read that bio, it still feels new even though I've been mm -hmm. transitioned for a couple of years now, um, it's still, still fresh, but it's feeling better and better every day. And so, um, yeah, I think I answered mm -hmm. your question. <laughs> you totally did. I love it. I love it. Yeah. It definitely is a transition. It's definitely, uh, it takes some time to integrate if you will, and to kind of step into this new role and, to tie back into your book and podcast, like everybody holds a story. I absolutely love that concept. I am a firm believer also that our bodies hold the wisdom, you know, in which will set us free and also holds so many stories. So what inspired you to get into that space? And I'll ask you another question once we're finished there. Yeah, good question. I love telling this story because our mutual friend, Marsha, uh, who's been on your show uh, is the co-host with me for Everybody Holds a Story and uh, Collaborative Books. And her and I met beginning of 2020 in real life, but we had sort of been friends on the in the virtual space before then. And um, what inspired Everybody Holds a Story was I was working on Marsha's body and my hands were embedded in her abdominal fascia as she was preparing for a, a really intense uh, spine surgery, which we didn't really know at the time, but it, when we reflect back, we were like, oh, that all makes sense that that's how it, uh, it transpired. So um, when I'm, when I'm tapped in to human fascia, um, when I get quiet, um, I see colors, I hear 
I hear things. It's like that transference uh, at the cellular level. It's kind of weird. I use the word weird a lot, but it's it's really um, it's really important that I share that piece because you know, we're not solid beings, we're liquid, and we are connected energetically. And when we're really connected at the fascial level, um, visions come through, ideas come through. And as my hands were in her abdomen, everybody holds a story, everybody holds a story kept coming through, coming through my hands and into my body, because Marsha has so many body stories. And um, that to me has always been my fascination of helping helping my clients is like learning their stories and um, sort of mapping it out. Like, oh, I had concussions when I was a teenager and then led to, you know, everything is cumulative. So for Marsha, she had a lot of, a lot of injuries and, and surgeries and stuff like that. So when it kept coming through, everybody holds a story. I, I couldn't not say it out loud to her. And so <laughs> basically uh, as she's a storytelling business coach, I was like, well, this is kind of cool. Like maybe we could create something like this. And that's literally how it started. So. Oh my goodness. The downloads. Hey, I love it. And I love that you are obviously open to receiving them and also sharing them and not only that, but executing on that. So how powerful is that? So, so inspiring. And so to follow up with that, you know, before our, before we hit play here, hit record, we were kind of speaking into some of the things that you're processing right now and, you know, to tie it into your body and to come into the conversation around grief, like how is your body holding this story for you around grief and how, what are you doing to support yourself to process through it? Hmm. A lot. <laughs> like that's, that's the word that comes through right mm -hmm. now. Um, yeah, that's that's a really loaded question, Megan. Um, I'll just mm -hmm. I'll just preface with uh, over the last year or so, I've lost or I've had two really important women in my life transition from this earth plane, and um, so I really mm -hmm. I miss them very much, and um, I find myself you know, in these moments of, I'm fine, I'm fine. <laughs> and, then, and then I'm not. And um, so when you were asking mm -hmm. what we wanted to talk about, I was like, well, what's really fresh right now um, is, is the grief that I'm, that I'm navigating, that I'm sitting in, um, in the moments where I just, like, I can't move. I can't, this is, honestly, this is the first, um, other than our show, and my group space, this is the first conversation that I've had with anyone that isn't like super close in my immediate circle. Um, and I think it's, it's been hard for me to talk, like just in general. And I think that that to me as a podcaster, as a coach, I guess, an online coach, we talk all the time. And um, I'm finally coming, I call it my grief cave, <laughs> like crawling out of the grief cave because I've just been mm -hmm. sitting in those sad moments because I don't want to bypass them. Um, 
sitting mm -hmm. in that in that uncomfortable like uncomfortable space in my body it feels like I'll wake up at four in the morning sometimes and it'll feel like I have to run a marathon or something because I just I need to shift my energy in my body I don't I don't obviously go and run a marathon at four in the morning but um I've definitely um stepped up my exercise game during this time and I use that as um as as a form of shifting shifting my mindset my my energy um but I think too we have to sit in in the uncomfortable the messy the sadness um to work through it because if we bypass it it's going to creep up again later somewhere somewhere in my relationships and um and I think it's just really important that we talk openly about that because it's a lot of relearning or reprogramming ourselves to not just push through and say we're fine like I have mm -hmm. days where I'm not fine and I will openly say that to whoever's around me and uh and I think it just mm -hmm. gives other people permission to do the same right because we aren't invincible you know mm -hmm. our feelings are real and it's important to feel them so that's what I've been doing mm-hmm Oh, well, first and foremost, I am so sorry for your loss and losses. And thank you for speaking so openly and transparently. And it, it is so important to share this level of emotion openly and honestly, as opposed to just, you know, society tells us to be strong and, and charging through and keep powering through. And that just leads to more disease, more illness and you know more anxiety more depression so i truly honor you for as uncomfortable as it is to be with yourself to be with your feelings and to also set those boundaries of perhaps what you're willing to tolerate that day and what you're not yeah and um yeah i know when my dad passed away um i was always i've always been like the strong one in the family if you will and you know i was feeling like my dad and i were so connected and i was feeling all the feels and i remember everybody coming to me and just being like be strong be strong be strong and i was just like i don't want to be fucking strong right now like i what does that even mean and so i remember going to one of my grief counselors and she really allowed me invited me to reframe what being strong is and so I created this new idea of being strong is to allow myself to feel all the feels, to cry, to stay in bed if I need to. Um, and it was such an empowering place to be uh, because I was able to reframe what being strong was for me. And also it gave permission for others to do the same. And I also wanna share one more thing on that is for anyone that is grieving, um, this is something she shared with me and I share with my clients is that 80% of your energy, whether you're consciously aware of it or not, is going towards grief. So if you find those days where you aren't able to get out of bed or you aren't motivated to move your body or you aren't able to go to the things that you typically just love to do, if you don't have the space or the energy or you know anything that inspires you that's because 80 percent of your energy is actually going towards healing through grief so 
it's important to share that. Yeah. And that's, that's a lot of energy, 80%. So Mm -hmm. I, uh, just as you were speaking there, thought about how grateful I am to have transitioned my business virtual because I'll have moments where I think about having to go to a clinic when I feel this way, right? And how many years that maybe I did do that in the past, mm-hmm. um, that in hindsight, I, I'm so grateful that if I do choose to stay in bed and work in bed, I can. And I feel very, very fortunate to be, mm-hmm. be able to do that. So, and not a lot of people have that option. So um, that's another thing. It's like if you're working nine to five somewhere out there and, and you're struggling with the grief and the sadness, like it's really important to take those times whether it's the morning practice or when you get home to like you know self-care whatever that is for you um mm-hmm. I think just up that game a little bit <laughs> mm-hmm. um because not everyone is, is as as fortunate as I am here so mm-hmm. so in, again in conversation with our body because I like our body holds the wisdom right so and because you're so tapped in dropped into your body how has it been like, how has it been conveying messages to you in this process of grief? Like, how has, how have you been communicating with your body? How's your body been communicating with you? Mm, good question. I love these questions. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you mentioned crying. So mm-hmm. I am a huge supporter of, of crying when it feels like your body wants to cry. And so there have been many occasions where crying on the treadmill because I live in Canada and it's freezing but crying on the treadmill is has become a form of therapy for me and I I really do feel better after you know 45 minutes or an hour even if I'm just walking and crying sometimes I'll run and run it out and um, because when we are releasing tears from our bodies, like we're actually releasing the stress hormone. I forgot what it's called. I should have written it down, but um, like we have to release them in our Mm -hmm. tears. And so um, that's what feels good for me. And I, I cry in public, like at the grocery store, if that's where it feels right. And Mm -hmm. I'm not holding any shame around that. And you know, uh, I have to, I have to be honest with my almost teenage daughter that like, you know, I, I don't always have it together. Moms don't always have it together. <laughs> and, um, so it's just been, it's kind of been beautiful um, to share this side of me with her at this age, because she mm-hmm. understands. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another thing I do is the uh, virtual practice that I um, coach clients with, like tapping into our own fascia with our own hands. Um, there's like a meditative practice that um, I just lay in bed, connect my hands to my abdomen, breathe very big um, in my belly. And you can feel your nervous system just drop within mm-hmm. like 10 minutes. And uh 
I think I have a post recently or one of my latest posts where I was like, oh, I took my own advice because I was having one of those 4 a.m. moments of like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I just feel like whatever. And then I was like, oh, well, let me just see if I can calm my own body down. And mm-hmm. I did. I put myself back to sleep and I was like, huh, yep, it works. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> well, yeah, those are my two things is, is uh, like connection practice, like meditate mm-hmm. and meditation and then crying. Mm-hmm. My body feels like crying. So beautiful yeah because again it's the natural tendency to disconnect when we feel these big emotions and it's natural just like to dissociate and to yeah cut it all off right not feel it uh not even acknowledge it but um again i truly honor you for not only you know tapping into your body and asking what it needs but also being the embodiment of your own work that you share with your clients because yeah it's so important to be in that space so Mm-hmm. And the waves of emotions that come through with the grief are next level, right? I know like underneath grief is often anger, uh, huge fears, huge sadness, right? So it's just like riding the waves of grief is 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 real. Yeah, absolutely. And um, just to expand on that a little bit, like the layers of grief based on what happened, right? Based on the experience, Mm -hmm. you know, um, the death of my mother was very different than the death of my friend. And so there's very, there's varying degrees of, of sadness and, and questions, like you had said, anger and other feelings that come up, you know, with my mom, this is a year ago, my mom passed away, but we, um, we watched it happen, Mm -hmm. right? And so it was so sad in its own way, you know, watching her lose function in her body. And it was just, you know, those visuals that come through. But then, you know, when someone dies suddenly and who's really young and had (laughs) many more years that you thought you would have with them. Um, so there's just those different, different experiences produce different feelings and produce different questions that go through your head. And, um, but then again, it all boils down to just gratitude for having the time that I had with both of them in their own unique way and knowing that in general in life you know time is finite Mm -hmm. right everything else is infinite and um you know my my love for them is infinite and so Mm -hmm. like that'll never go away right just the time that I am able to spend with them is now gone so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so true oh Well, I am just sending you so much love virtually, and I hope you can receive that. And, you know, um, again, thank you for speaking so openly and vulnerably and um, for also, you know, sharing some tools that might support others who are in the space of grief as well. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. Thanks for allowing me the space to share. Um, I'm not one to be splashing all over the internet with 
what I'm going through. Um, I actually am the opposite. I'm a five, two sacral generator. So, you know, me, I'd be like, retreat, <laughs> hermit. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, <laughs> I love that the friends that I have and uh, the clients that I have know that about me. So they'll like send me DMs to be like, Hey, <laughs> mm, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm a two as well. I get that for sure. I knew that about you. I did. Mm. So yeah, I mean, what we see online on social and stuff isn't uh, necessarily what's going on in the background. So Mm-mm. no, it certainly isn't. Mm. Yeah. Which you well, know, this, this type of topic, I think, should be um, shared a bit more. So I think you've just inspired me to to open up. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's so important. And I know it can like it does feel foreign. And and also, I think what feels really foreign is these waves of emotions that come through because it's just like, you know, you think you're, oh, I think I'm, I'm okay. And then all of a sudden, you just get hit with a memory or, or something that comes through that activates you or triggers you. And it's just like, nope, going back here. And then also we're going to go up here to all these big emotions and yeah, it's real and it doesn't go away. I I know for me personally, I lost my dad. It'll be six years in July and every year I think it's going to get better. (laughs) It doesn't. And I don't mean to say that to, you know, discourage anyone that's in this grief process, but it's, you know, it, it is different. It's not as intense, but it's still there, you know, and yeah. And now what I do is to support myself as opposed because our bodies hold on to the experiences and the events. So we're not consciously aware of what's occurring. So now July, early June, I set a reminder in my calendar. Hey, you lost your dad. Your dad was passing during this time. So I can be actually kind and compassionate with myself to not have this unrealistic expectation of what grief should look like. I'm like busting at the seams. I'm so, I'm so glad you went there because you're right. Every single year, it's like our bodies that have been holding on to that trauma, I guess we'll say during Mm -hmm. that time or um, like it comes back every year. Mm -hmm. And um, I often share with clients and people, it's like, every single experience that we have gone through in these bodies and even past lives, if you really want to go, go Mm -hmm. deep there is held in our bodies at the cellular level. So for that year anniversary of, you know, losing a parent for, for our, using our example, you know, we will feel that in our bodies somewhere, some way, somehow. And, you know, our logical brain is like, what's happening here? (laughs) (laughs) but really it's like oh like you said putting a calendar um, reminder in there and I have one as well and uh and and it's to be able to uh create my schedule during that time a little bit lighter right Mm -hmm. like I'm I'm gonna take a couple of days off where I would normally be working Mm -hmm. just in case it's like Mm -hmm. when, when women have periods that's the same. I'm like, okay, well this week I'm going to have, I have my period now. So I'm not going to schedule a ton of things because Mm -hmm. I might need an extra hour or two on a random Tuesday afternoon. (laughs) Yes. So totally. um, But yeah, that recurring um, 
memory like our memory is muscle memory it's stored in our bodies so Mm -hmm. I feel you on that I feel you and this was my first year of feeling that Mm. and um my dad said that to me um because I didn't work that day but um my dad called and of course we were just crying together and he said something that really stuck with me and made it made a little bit of more sense but he was like like really for all of us my brother too that was the worst day of our lives mm. right so we have to give ourselves grace on that day or in that time span where we're reflecting and remembering and celebrating her because without her I wouldn't be here mm-hmm. and she gave so much to us and it's such a mixed bag of emotions man like mm-hmm. <laughs> the sadness the celebration the the gratitude it's just you know and, and again it all goes back to the body and we we hold it all mm-hmm. yeah I'm like flooded with shivers if only we knew all this though sue you know like i remember again in this piece of i mean i don't want to go too deep in this conversation and take us away from what we're talking about but i i spent a lot of my life disconnected from my physical body and dissociated and so to be in that space of oh you know be strong and keep pushing forward to think logically like come on meg it's been five years now like get your shit together right like no and so now like, I didn't have the awareness that I have now to actually like put it in my calendar like this event happened this and I have other events that have occurred in my life where it was very traumatic so now it's in my calendar so it's like to have that grace and time and space as supposed to, to be like I, I wasn't consciously aware I was like why am I going to these old patterns and behaviors oh right this was the lead up to this event your body keeps the score your body holds on to this right your body holds the wisdom so your body holds the story so yeah and i love that you said uh like we weren't taught this and i feel i feel the exact same and in my practice i I think that's why I started my podcast originally, because I was like, I keep saying the same thing to my clients over and over again. And which benefited me because I retained it and I, you know, reprogrammed myself because I was never taught. I, I remember growing up and, you know, being made fun of for like, oh, Sue's crying again. And I, Mm. so I would like hold in my tears for like years, (laughs) but now it's just so funny to be like, now I'm back to where I probably was at seven. Yeah. Expressing and letting go of stress or whatever I was feeling then. So now what's so important and having these conversations out into the ether is also going to benefit the next generation. That was Mm -hmm. the biggest thing for Marcia and I um, with these books, because um, we have big plans for the books, right? Like a children's version. We're going to have like brain health is another one, but it is so awesome to have a 10 year old daughter who is learning the things that I am learning now or relearning or right so that hopefully she doesn't have to go through what we went through to that degree right Mm -hmm. like she meditates with us she has her essential oils Mm -hmm. she 
has her little Fitbit and is very, you know, monitoring her heart rate and her sleeping patterns and all the things. And I'm like, man, to be 11 right now in 2023, right? Mm-hmm. 100%. And to have a mom who is modeling such healthy behaviors, truly, you know, and for crying in front of her, because I know, you know, that was a faux pas. Don't cry. Don't show your emotions. And we need, we need that. We need to see it. And so again, just, yeah, thank you for leading the way and, and for modeling healthy, positive behaviors. Yeah, it's not something I like woke up and decided to do. It's just happening and mm-hmm. I can't stop it, right? It's like a train that just keeps going. <laughs> and um, and I think it's important when we're children, we think, you know, we look at our adults, our adult figures in our lives and uh, think that they have it all together. But, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's really important. And And my partner and I are both the same. Like we've never really censored her like we talked to her like you know more of an adult I guess than a child and and share with her like things that we're going through maybe financially health-wise and especially emotions you know Um, so hopefully hopefully we're doing a a good job Mm. (laughs) for her so yeah well it sounds like she's modeling your healthy behavior so well Mm. done mama <laughs> it's, it's always work, right? So always, always a work in progress for sure. Yeah. Well, I could be here with you all day. So, a question that I ask my guests after each episode, and you can navigate this however you choose. But for those that feel like quitting or giving in or throwing it in the towel, what is a message of hope that you can give to them? Hmm. Okay, I have a few things coming through. First is if you're feeling like throwing in the towel, maybe you're meant to in whatever it is that you're throwing the towel in on. And secondly, if you want to throw in the towel, but, or if you want to stop whatever it is you're doing, but you love what you're doing, um, you're allowed to stop for a day, a two, a week, a month. But if you really love what you're doing, keep going Mm -hmm. because, you know, businesses take time to grow or projects take time to create. And there are so many ideas and like brilliant creations that are never created because people give up too soon or think they can't do it or have the imposter syndrome and all the things. Mm -hmm. But I'm here to tell you that if you absolutely love what you're doing, yes, you're going to have days where you want to give up, but get back up because people need what you have. The idea tapped you for the re- for a reason. It's mm-hmm. yours. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, tying it back to grief, you know, I've I've always been this person of like, I don't want to have any regrets. Like, even when we moved into this house a couple of years ago, four years ago, I thought to myself, because we're never moving again. 
I thought to myself, like, wow, I feel like we've really done, we really accomplished a lot. Like I'm, I'm happy. I don't really have many regrets because mm. I just keep going. And, you know, um, if I can do it, you can do it. Mm. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Many mic drops there. <laughs> oh, thank you, Sue. Well, I will put how people can connect with you and follow you on socials and all the things and learn more about your podcast work that you do and your collaborations in books and all the things in the show notes. So thank you so much for sharing your beautiful energy, your beautiful light with us and the world. And uh, so grateful to be connected with you. Thank you so much, Megan, for having me on your show. It's been really amazing to watch you grow this podcast and this platform and um i know so many people on the on the earth are benefiting from your platform so um don't throw in the towel okay no maybe you can take a week off (laughs) (laughs) oh thank you thank you thank you Well, until next week, my friends, we will see you on Dropped In. Thank you so much for dropping in with me today. If you loved this episode, I would be forever grateful if you rated and reviewed And if you feel called to share it with your community on social media, please tag me so I can thank you personally. Until next time, I will see you on Dropped In.